growing green to generate more green. Welcome to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman. Each week we plant the conversational seeds about cultivation and the changing climate of cannabis culture. We'll peel back the layers of benefits of the world's most versatile plant, from food to fuel, from remedy to resource. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Grow Show with your host, multi-award winning grow master and respected cannabis consultant, Kyle Cushman. Hello and welcome to all you rebels, individualistic originals, and outside-the-box ganja warriors. This is The Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com, and I am your host, Kyle Cushman. Today's guest is an old High Times colleague of mine. He goes by the name Bobby Black. Bobby Black is the former senior editor of High Times Magazine, and during his 21 years at the company, Bobby edited and starred in over 100 videos. He created and ran the Miss High Times contest and pageants, and served as producer and host of the Doobies Music Award Show, and as competition coordinator for the Cannabis Cup. His monthly column, Almost Infamous, was the longest running in the magazine's history from 2004 to 2008. Bobby also hosted the weekly stoner rock program, Contact High, on Sirius Satellite Radio. Well, he's moving on now, and he's the infamous Bobby Black, on his way to California to start a new career and a new podcast. Let's find out what's going on with Bobby. Bobby, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Kyle. How are you doing? I'm great, man. It's a new year. It's raining out here in L.A. We don't get to see that too often. You guys need it. We need it. I like weather. I personally like weather. We don't get weather as I consider it out here in California. It's just um, 72 and sunny every day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So a little weather is nice, you know? So you're coming out here to California. How long have you been a New Yorker for? Lifelong. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, and I moved, actually moved out to Jersey, you know, about 10 or 12 years ago, but I'm still right across the river from the city, so it doesn't really feel like I've gone anywhere. Yeah, I'm in lifelong New Yorker, and I'm looking forward to trying something different, you know? New York is a great place, and I'm very proud to be from it, but, you know, after 40-something years, you know, it can kind of grate on you. New York's gotten real expensive and overcrowded, and the commute is just a pain in the ass, and you know, it's going to be nice to get out where things are a little freer, a little warmer, a little more pot-friendly, you know? Sure. Well, I'm with you on all of that, you know, but don't come out here because you think it's any cheaper or, uh, or, the, or that the traffic is any better because that's certainly not the case. No, no. As a matter of fact, you know, my wife April and I were looking at a several different possibilities, Colorado, Oregon, California, and we weren't sure where we were going to end up. And then I had a pretty amazing opportunity kind of fall in my lap. It would require me relocating to Southern California. So that's why we're headed there. And I'm going to be giving you a shot at starting a new company and it's uh, pretty exciting stuff. I can't do talk too much about that just yet, but you know, you'll be seeing and hearing more a lot about that in the, in the months to come. Well, that's cool. It's a little early. You know, we understand you want to get you know, all your ducks in a row before you spill the beans to everybody. That's cool. But you did tell me that you're judging a cannabis film festival this weekend. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, it's not this weekend. It's the weekend after 420 coming up in April. So it's the Cannabis Film Festival. Let me just say before we even get into that, when I first announced online that I was going to be leaving High Times after 21 years, I want to thank everybody for all the amazing support, messages of support and great feedback and love I got from fans and friends and everybody. A lot of opportunities just started rolling right in, you know, a lot of really cool offers and stuff. And I was very appreciative of that. And one of the people that contacted me was the organizer of the Cannabis Film Festival in Garberville, California, up in, uh, you know, Humboldt County. And uh, it's their second annual. They just started it last year. And you know, they've been accepting submissions of cannabis and, you know, related films and stuff. 
I believe they'll be sub- accepting submissions up until like March. So they invited me to come and be a celebrity judge and judge the films and possibly looks like I'm probably going to be hosting their green carpet and stuff. Sort of like what I used to do at the Stone- High Time Stony Awards back in the day, you know? Yeah, it sounds, sounds kind of like it's going to be a uh, Sundance of the Redwoods. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I think it's going to be pretty cool. And and what, one of the other things is, as a celebrity judge for the film festival, I'm also going to be a little bit of an ambassador, a brand ambassador for the organization, just trying to help get people out there, you know, promote and hopefully maybe get some celebs out there. So uh, we're hoping to get some couple big name people to come out and, and, and check out the festival and be and be celebrity judges also. So good. Is there a website for that festival yet? Yeah, it's CannabisFilmFestival.com, real easy. It's April 23rd through 24th in Garberville, and the tickets are on sale. And if you want to be an attendee or anything like that, you can go check it out. That's cool. Yeah, you know, I also want to mention that, you know, I still get so much love and respect every day from my associations with High Times. I'll always be thankful for my association with High Times. I'm sure you will too. You know, it was a big part of your life and I'm sure you had a lot of fun. You learned a lot of things and look at this great following that we've got as a result, you know. Absolutely. I mean, working at High Times was my whole life. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Getting to travel the country and the world and see grow rooms and smoke the best pot and meet celebrities and musicians and go backstage and just unbelievable opportunities that I was able to get. And then to be able to write about them all and meet all of the fellow stoners and fans and readers and stuff. It's been an amazing journey. I'm looking forward now to taking everything that I've learned and everything that I've built up at high times and now taking that into a new area and hopefully starting the next stage of my career, you know? Oh, I have no doubt, man. It's going to be fantastic. Let's face it. Working for high times is working in an office and, you know, there's pros and cons to that. But now you're moving out and I see nothing but excitement ahead for you. So I'm I'm looking forward to you being in the same state, you know? Yeah. And, you know, one of the other uh, opportunities that kind of popped up that I'm very grateful for is that this new podcasting network that's popped up offered a show. And so I'm going to be starting my own podcast in a few weeks. And uh, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Tell us the name of that. It's called Blazin' with Bobby Black. It's going to be on the Revolver Podcast Network, uh, revolverpodcasts.com. And the company is brand new. They have some very strong affiliations, but they're a brand new division, and they're going to be doing a lot of promotion for it and stuff. So right now the website is it's up, but it's just, you know, they haven't updated it to the full roster yet. But within the next few weeks, there's going to be a lot of information and a lot of promotion for it. So you'll be seeing that for sure. Very cool. Looking forward to that. So on Blazing with Bobby Black, do you have a theme? Do you get to talk about whatever it is comes to your mind? How's the show going to look? I mean, they pretty much gave me carte blanche to do what I wanted. And what I thought would be the most interesting would just be have different interesting people on and have casual conversations about different topics, you know, especially germane to who the guests might be. Hmm, and that just, sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a you know, typical podcast type of uh-huh. format. And, the, you know, hopefully we would both be smoking on our ends of the conversation. I'm smoking, they're smoking. And so they're blazing with theoretically blazing together over the internet. Oh, you know? okay. so that hopefully at some point I'll be able to do some in-house guests and stuff as well. But, you know, it should be exciting. I've never done a podcast before. I had a radio show before on Sirius, but that was a totally different thing. It was music and, and stuff. So this is going to be all talk format. So it should be interesting. Well, this is fun. You know, I mean, I've only been doing this a little over six months now. And I'll confess to you that I did my first show stoned two weeks ago with Bubble Man. 
I don't know. I mean, you know me. We've hung out a lot. You know, we do plenty of things on stage and off stage. We're, we're pretty lit, and it usually works out pretty well. But sitting here alone doing the show, I found that if I got high, I really lost my train of thought a lot. So I'm going to be interested to tune in to listen to you guys, and I think it'll be a hoot, you know, you and some notable guests getting blazed and discussing current issues. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, it's not mandatory, but I just thought it would be fun. Like if, you know, if I'm going to be interviewing stoners, that we could both just take a few puffs and stuff while we're talking. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Are you smoking now? No, I had a little bit just before I got oh, started. Okay. <laughs> I did too. Confessions. <laughs> well, listen, this is, this is a lot of fun. We got to take a real quick break. Give our sponsors some Grow Show love. Anybody out there, take a quick toke. I suggest you inhale deeply, and we'll be right back. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer Dr. Dina shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Time to plant some more conversational seeds. You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back, everybody, to The Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com. We are talking today with the infamous Bobby Black, an old colleague of mine from High Times Magazine. I want to talk a little bit about our old days at High Times, but uh, really quick, I don't want to forget, you had also mentioned to me that you are invited to the BioCup in Barcelona, Spain in March. Is that correct? Yeah, those guys were really kind enough to extend an invitation to me. So, you know, it's hard because right now I'm in a and I'm in a heavy transition stage, you know, leaving high times and trying to get all my ducks in a row to move and figure out my next move. So, you know, a lot of things are up in the air right now, but I'm really hoping I will be able to have the opportunity to take them up on it and go out because 
Barcelona is an amazing city. And, you know, it's interesting. All the years I worked at High Times, I've been to so many High Times events. I never really got to check out very many other cannabis events, you know. Right. So I'm really curious. I went to the Emerald Cup, you know, because we saw each other there. Uh, we did. Last month. That was a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to checking out some other different cannabis events that you know that I have never had a chance to before. So if everything works out, I hope to be going to Barcelona for the BioCup. It should be really cool. Is the BioCup attached to Spanibus? I don't think so. No, I don't think it's attached to cannabis. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't really know the that Spanibus, much. Of- Spanibus is the trade show. Right. You know, it's right. like Canacon or something. Yeah, I think this is put on by different people. I don't honestly know that much about it yet, but I am going to be looking into it. And, you know, they're affiliated with somebody important, and I can't remember who. I looked it up, and it, it's a pretty, it looks like a pretty exciting event. So I'm excited just to be invited, and I'm hoping that uh, everything will work out, and I'll be able to go check it out. Well, I'm pretty excited to go to Spain, too, because I've never been there. So I'm doing Spanibus for the first time this year, and I think that's in March, too. It's either March or April. Well, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, who knows? Mention my name if they're looking for another American judge. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that you would be, uh, they'd love to have you. You know, and it's funny too, because over all the years that, you know, we've been colleagues together, I don't think we've ever actually been on stage together. Is that right? That might be right. I don't think we've done a Doobie Awards or a Stony Awards or a Cannabis Cup. Yeah, no, we, we actually, we got to break our cherry together and we got to do a gig together somewhere. Yeah, that sounds like fun to me. We've always had a good time and gotten along together. Yeah, and the Emerald Cup, you know, let's talk about that for a minute. That was a really nice event, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was very mellow. It was kind of a different take on it, you know, like focusing on only the organic and outdoor kind of growers is a different kind of take on it. I thought it was a nice, mellow, cool event. It was, you know, not to take anything away from the High Times Cannabis Cups, which I love and I attend many of them, but this was a little less commercial. It felt a little more down-home. Absolutely, yeah. And so I enjoyed that a lot. Man, you know, I've been thinking about the cup in Amsterdam a lot. I haven't been there in a long time. When's the last time you did a cup in Amsterdam? I did the second to the last one. The 26th was my last one. And then the 27th was the last one. Last year was the last one that they did. Not last year, 2015. Last year, 2014. I'm still thinking like 2015 had, (laughs) you know. Yeah, so I went to the one in 20. 13, I guess then. That was the one with all the disruptions from the local authorities, wasn't it? Well, there there have been disruptions for a few years. The biggest ever since the 24th was when the Cannabis Cup Expo got raided. And And temporarily shut down, right? Yeah, it got raided and they searched everyone and they took their weed away and stuff. And (laughs) ever since then, that's when every year after that, the police have kind of shown up and nosed around and, and... you know, not necessarily shut anything down, but just kind of been a presence more. You know, before that, it was kind of like the Wild West for so many years. Amsterdam was like, I used to look forward to the cup all year round, especially before we had U.S. cups, because, you know, it was the only game in town and it was it was so much fun. Amsterdam is such a great city and I made so many friends over the years there and stuff. Met my wife there, got engaged there, you know, so it's a wow. great city. Yeah, it's, you know, the times change, things change. Now the U.S. has far surpassed Holland for weed, you know. So it was time to move on, and High Times moved on, and we, I've moved on, and everybody's moved on. But we will go back and visit Amsterdam again. We love that place. We may have to organize, what would you call it, a, a, like a reunion. Nothing official, nothing with like a competition, but just like a reunion trip for like all the old guys that were there yeah. in the olden days. That'd be you fun, know? yeah. See if we can get the Cannabis Cup band back together with yeah. Rocker T. Hager you know, and Gabriel. 
Yeah, no, it, it was, they were fun times, no question. Um, definitely, you know, lots of great memories and, and great experiences that I'll never forget. Like some of the acts that used to play and stuff, it was really good, man, really good. Fishbone, I saw Fishbone a few times, you know, and everything, and there was a lot of good, a lot of good bands back then. I really remember it as, you know, when it happened back in the days for me, you know, I remember shedding a tear for smoking my first legal joint. And I'm sure many people do that went to Amsterdam for the cup. But, you know, as the years went on and legalization spread a little bit, it kind of lost a little bit of its, the need, the feel that you had the need to travel out of the country to find some place to smoke weed legally is slowly evaporating, which is very, very happy to be able to say that. And of course, not having to travel on a 12-hour flight and pass through customs <laughs> and worry about if you left a joint or a seed or a roach in your bag on the way home, it's much nicer to be able to celebrate stateside, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And then you could always go back, like you said, if you feel the calling just to go back for nostalgia's sake or to see the city or whatever. Yeah, I mean, what's happening in the U.S. is exciting, and it's going to get more and more exciting. It's going to progress more and more rapidly. More states are going to legalize. The states that are legal are going to become more regulated, more business. The businesses are going to thrive, and pot's going to be you know, within the next few years, pot's going to be all over the mainstream media and it's going to be the biggest business and in growing industry in the country. And the U.S. is going to be all about weed. <laughs> it is. I mean, you know, I really, I really believe that the legalization of cannabis is a much bigger issue than, you know, just what you're looking at. The change in the atmosphere overall, you know, it's the beginning of the end of the drug war, let's face it. And that's going to bring about some peacefulness, some happiness, some big changes, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's more than the beginning. It's like we're in the middle of the end of the drug war now. I mean, we're coming up on the death knell soon, I think. You know, there's more mainstream politicians, there's businessmen, there's a lot more people, seniors that are all getting on board and saying, this is just stupid. This hasn't worked. It costs a lot of money, and we're destroying a lot of lives, and it's just pointless. So let me ask you this. Do you think this is a fear that I have? Not a great fear, but nonetheless a fear that as we move forward with legalization, states like Arizona have already outlawed personal growing if you're within 25 miles of a state-sponsored dispensary. States like Utah, which are drafting bills as we speak, have no provisions for personal growing in there. How important do you feel it is the right for one to be able to grow their own medicine? It's extremely important, I mean, because what they're trying to do is they're trying to turn it into something that the pharmaceutical industry can make money on and that businessmen can make money on, but at the expense of the average person. And the difference between cannabis and a lot of other medications is that it's a plant. I mean, it's a straight up plant and you don't need a pharmaceuticalized version of it for it to be effective. And that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of people growing their own because then you don't have to pay them for it. <laughs> so they want your money. That's oh, what it really that, boils down to. They want your money. But and- that's what's so terrible about it is that you've got something that you can provide for yourself. I mean, the feeling of providing yourself with your own nourishment, your own food is amazing. And the feeling of providing yourself with your own peace of mind, your own medicine, let's call it, is even a step more amazing. And to make somebody have to go out and spend money on something to buy an inferior product, to buy a strain that possibly doesn't work for them is – I don't see how that's in the best interest of the public health and welfare. Yeah, I don't think so. But you know what? Once recreational – once it's off the Controlled Substances Act and recreational becomes legal, 
then it's not going to matter anymore. The medical aspect, of course, the medical will always matter. I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but it will be, it'll just be under the umbrella and, you know, it won't matter. You can't look, if people can brew their own beer and they can grow their own tobacco, they'd be able to grow their own weed and it'll be the same thing. Well, I'm not too worried about it. Like I said, I don't think that there's any way in hell that in a state like California where marijuana has been passed down from generation to generation that they're ever going to pass a law or ever going to stop Californians from producing their own cannabis. I mean, before there were legal laws, there were hydroponic stores and people were still buying and growing it themselves anyways. It just seems really, really ridiculous to try to make this into a 100% commercial product that people have to buy, it just seems so unnecessary. Well, you know, I think that it should be all of it. There should be pharmaceutical versions of it for people that want those. There should be pre-rolled joint packs for people that want those. And there should be allowed to grow if that's what you want to do, grow your own. I think, I think it's Absolutely. all of the above situation is the best possible situation, not this or that. It's absolutely it's, all of the options should be available. I absolutely agree. I mean, the pharmaceutical industry should get involved and should definitely make effective medications from the cannabis plant. As we know, it was the number one prescribed medication by the AMA, the American Medical Association, before it was made illegal in 1932. And it probably can again be one of the number one prescribed medications. but And we don't want to do anything to stop that, do we? But no more do we also want to prohibit people from being able to provide for themselves. Absolutely. And all I can say is vote for Bernie Sanders. Oh, amen. The Controlled Substances Act altogether, and we'll be done with that nonsense. I'm all about Bernie. And, and <laughs> gosh, I mean, she's just the, the, the state of our politics in this country, man, makes me want to hide my head. Well, listen, we got to take a quick break for uh, sponsors again, and we will be right back. How about we come back and talk for a couple more minutes, Bob? Sure. Sounds good. Okay, everybody. We'll be right back after a quick break. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break. Dr. Dabber, hurry. Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up. I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's orders. Less heat, <laughs> more flavor. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Well, with four states with tax and regulate and the District of Columbia. The state of cannabis. Oh my God, it's refreshing. We have people that generally wouldn't speak on behalf of cannabis for fear of retribution, fear of losing your practices, fear of of many of those things, and and find ourselves in in a a place that we finally can. Bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. The State of Cannabis. On demand anytime, only on CannabisRadio.com. 
Time to plant some more conversational seeds. You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back once again to The Grow Show. I'm your host, Kyle Cushman. We're going to forego the Ask Kyle questions today just so that we can keep on talking with Bobby Black, interesting character, and we share something in common, and one of our favorite bands is Rush. Is that not correct? Yeah, and funny story for those of you that wouldn't know, back when we used to work together in High Times, Kyle sat, <laughs> Kyle sat in the in the cubicle, like, caddy opposite of me diagonal, and anytime Rush would come on the radio, Kyle's pens would go crazy <laughs> on, the, on the desk, <laughs> drumming like Neil Peart all over the desk, and everybody would get so annoyed, but I, I didn't mind because... <laughs> <I> <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice of you to say that you didn't yeah. get annoyed. I do know that I did annoy some people with that music. And you know, that's a lot of the reasons why I actually came in on the weekends. I don't know if you know this, but a lot of the times I finished up my stories by coming in on Saturday and or Sunday when there was nobody there so that I could just turn the stereo up and listen to the stereo really loud while I was working on my stories. Yeah. Well, what's cool is though that thanks to our former colleague, David Bienenstock, you and I both got to meet Rush, right? I mean, that was pretty awesome for me. I know you had a pretty awesome experience, too. I think yours was even cooler than mine. Oh, my God. It was really one of my most amazing times. So I got invited to a private rehearsal of Rush. They were getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame two years ago. So, so they were in L.A., and they were doing a rehearsal. And Alex actually invited me to this rehearsal. And so here I am sitting on a couch in what looked like you know, it could have been somebody's garage with the whole stage setup set up and they've got the headphones on because all the sounds going through the system and the mixers. And so I've got, I've got my headphones on and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm singing at the top of my lungs, all of my favorite songs from when I was 14, 15 years old. And of course they can't hear me luckily because they've got their yeah. headphones on and everything. A couple of songs in Neil Pert handed me a pair of his drumsticks. So what do you think I've started doing? I'm air drumming now to the rest of the performance. And next thing you know, it's lunchtime, and I'm sitting there with Alex. And if that wasn't enough, the next thing you know, Getty sits down. And then Neil sits down, and now I'm sitting having lunch with Rush. It was just like the most natural thing in the world. That's pretty magical. Mine wasn't quite as magical, but it was pretty cool. My experience was... Dave had arranged for me to get press tickets, VIP tickets, for when Rush played at the Prudential Center here in Jersey. And I brought my best friend, Paul, who's the one who turned me on to Rush when I was young. And we went and we got to go to a meet and greet beforehand. So we were going to get to meet them. And I was really stoked, of course. And I brought my Hemispheres vinyl for them to sign. I was super stoked. So we get in line and the security were like real... Nazis, they were just like, they're not taking it. Basically, you had to have your photo taken by their photo person. You had to step in, get your photo taken, and then leave. Uh-huh. You weren't allowed to talk to them. You weren't allowed to like give them anything to sign. Mm-hmm. And I was really bummed. I was like, I brought this album. I, you know, it's my only chance, and then blah, blah, blah. And you know, I was able to pull my usual BBD, you know, fast uh-huh. talking. Hey, I'm from High Times, and uh-huh. I was told I would be able to blah, blah, blah. So when I got up there, I said to Alex, hey, I, I'm Bobby from High Times, you know, uh, and he's like, oh, hey hey, how's it going? And he was the most like jovial. Neil didn't even actually come out for the photos because he's kind of shy, I've heard, you know. So it was cool. And I told Alex, I said, hey, I'm the guy from High Times. And they told me, you know, I brought these albums. And he's like, just give them to me. He's like, give them to me and you can come pick them up at our hotel tomorrow. And I was like, fantastic. So I gave him the albums. And the next day I went over to the plaza 
And at the desk, they were waiting for me, fully signed by the whole band, and I was just super stoked. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, those guys are something, right? You know, I mean, their longevity and just their kinship, their, their brotherly friendship that they've had for so long, it just it literally chokes me up. And then Alex, Alex actually, uh, he wrote me a tune, man. He wrote me a tune called The Cherry Lopez Lullaby. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Talk about getting chills. You listen to that thing, and I'm thinking about him sitting there smoking some Cherry Lopez, writing this tune. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-huh. I'm well, you know, you. I feel like working at High Times with so many cool people, I have the same kind of brotherly love and affection for a lot of my former colleagues, and I consider you among those, Kyle. So cheers to that. Cheers to a lifelong stonerhood, brotherhood, man. Hell yeah, man. Cheers to a great first half, and cheers to an even better second half. Right on, man. Well, listen, we are out of time, man. This always goes by so quick. I want to give you a second to please mention a website or your email address, and please mention the podcast that you've got coming up again for our listeners. Yeah, sure. Just real quick. It's, the podcast is Blazing with Bobby Black, and it will be available on iTunes and all that, but you can check out more about it on revolverpodcasts.com and then also the cannabisfilmfestival.com, which is coming up in April. That's pretty much it. And just keep your ear out and your eyes out because I'll have some big announcements, more announcements coming out in the, in the next couple months. Thanks, man. Thanks for doing the show. I really appreciate it. All right, thank you so much for having me, Kyle. Oh, it's great. Happy Thanks, New Year. Bobby. You too. Well, once again, everybody, we are out of time. I got to thank our guests and producers for making the show possible. And please make sure to check out my website, kylecushman.com, where you can find out where to follow me on social media and upcoming events that I'll be attending. You can find new episodes of The Grow Show every Wednesday by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Thanks for joining us again. I'm your host, Kyle Cushman. And as always, stay lifted. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.